Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb. Hey, what up? Welcome in. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is the bonus hour. Bonus hour of the Doug Gottlieb Show. Pod only, which means we can do whatever the hell we want to do. That was actually what was told to me. Right? I said, well, what, what should we do? They said, well, do whatever the hell you want to do. You know? And I said, okay, well, that I can do. Because I think, this is just me, I think that the things you need in your life in a daily podcast-only um, sort of show is, the, is all the stuff we do in the regular radio show, kind of condensed and have some fun with it. You know, you're not as tied to reads and timing and you can have organic flow and longer interviews and better conversations. We can do all that shit. Totally can. So we'll do it. Um, we just got to remember which one's the pod, which one's the radio show. That, therein lies 
kind of the confusing part. Jason Stewart uh, will be alongside the entire way. He is producer of the Doug Gottlieb show. And I guess, are you technically producer of this show or do we want to give you like some other sort of title? Like do I, what is a key grip? I don't know. I just always wondered what that was when I see, uh, when I see movies go. So is that, are we, we still, we'll just call you the producer, even though you'll be like voice of God, V O G. Yeah. I, I like, um, I like executive producer. Executive is one of those titles in the yeah. business that, that sounds real important, but it typically isn't. And then, you know, maybe like zany smart ass sidekick. I you like know, that. I kind of like that too. A zany smart ass sidekick kind of sounds like I'm the zany smart ass sidekick of the radio show. Well, I have to talk like this when I do it. You know, no, not even a little bit. Yeah, I like oh. that. Okay, let's okay, do cool. let's do an entire hour like that. Uh, I don't know if I got an entire hour <laughs> in me. That's the great thing. How long do you want to go? However long you want. Okay, we're done. We're good. We're good here. All right, we do have a list for you today because I'm told people love lists. And the whole idea is to get more people to listen. And we're going to buy into the whole people love list. So we'll have the list of the day. That's for you, Vito. List of the day. We'll do a list of the day. We'll do what does the Fox say, in which we bring back for you two things said previously on Fox Sports Radio. Got a little rant. Got a little side uh, aside as well. There's so many. There's so much stuff getting uh, to get into. All right. I, I want to start with a couple of things we didn't do on the radio show. One. Okay, we're gonna, I'm going to give you my top 10 college football teams upcoming and tell you why the idea of ranking Kansas is dumb, but it, it's perfect for Twitter. We'll get to that. Give you my thoughts on all these NFL games. But I, I do want to bring this up. Um, kind of interesting. I don't think it's been mentioned in national sports radio because nobody talks about baseball. Here the Dodgers are. They have more wins now, or as many wins now as they've ever had in a season in the history of the Dodgers. Just going back to Brooklyn, LA, anything, right? More win they got as many wins as ever. So they're gonna win more games than ever. And yet kind of lost in it is Craig Kimball's not gonna be their closer in the playoffs. And I don't know, Jay Stu, if anybody's brought that up in national sports radio. Maybe maybe Mad Dog, because he covers the baseball so well. He's he's brought it up. But it's interesting, right? Like you go here you are going headlong into the playoffs as the overwhelming favorite and yeah, not really sure how the closing thing's going to work out. Yeah, and I mean, that's been an issue each of the last five or six postseasons, right? Is that we had to, remember, we had to pull Julio Urias in Urias. to close games for us. Who's we? In that 2020, Did, well, I'm sorry. Let, you go we? You know what? I'm like, you're I'll, allowed to go we. I mean, if it's like you want to do we, I just, I've never done a we thing with the team ever. So for the sake of the podcast, that'll be the new rule. No, no we. No, you can go we. It's your team. You're like okay. super Dodger fan. I just don't like fans that go we because the player in me goes like, well, were you out there? But it's also baseball. So, I mean, I don't know. How many baseball games did you attend this year? Um, Probably 10. That's not weed material. Oh, okay. How many did you watch on TV? I usually watch every game. Uh, I'll at least have it on. You know, um, it's just that's just what, that's what my process has always been. But my point was, we had to pull Urias in in 2020 to win that little tournament championship. Which, by the way, um, the Dodgers need to win an actual championship after 162 games. I want to take credit for the 2020 championship, and I bought T-shirts and stuff, but it it's just not the same, you know. So we need to win this thing. We need to. Win. So who's the closer now? Help me out. It's 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 gonna. Be, I I have a feeling 
That the Dusty May. Yeah, I mean, maybe they move May to the back, but I think they're going to keep it, keep him at the start. I think they're just going to go with a, a situational thing, um, and not having a plan going into the postseason after you've had such an amazing season um, gives me reason to worry, and I'm skeptical, anyways. By nature, you should be skeptical, yeah. right? We're in sports radio, plus we're 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 the age of we question everything. Any decision ever made, we question. And then question ones that don't really make sense, like this one, where you didn't feel like you had like a plan or you're working through some things. And they kept throwing Kimber out there like, he's bad. Why not work through somebody else? And then they kind of did. And then finally, it's still not like, you know what? Kimber's not going to close in the playoffs. Like, well, we knew that a long time ago. That one strikes me as really, really odd. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, some other things going on. NBA, you have these um, media days, which you don't get a lot out of. You don't get a lot out of. But there is the kind of very weird media day in Brooklyn where Kyrie is there, Ben Simmons is there, and KD is there. And I, it's it's interesting. Like, I thought KD was great. KD was like, you know, look, they didn't even just want to give me away. That's what they told me. You're so great that we're not we're not trading you for just anybody. And he gave some real kind of thoughtful, honest answers. And I don't think Kyrie gave terrible answers. There's no accountability for it, you know. I, I and it, he he's like the guy at the Kyrie's kind of like the guy um, who always gets captured at the end of Scooby Doo. And I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for those meddling kids, right? He's like, I wouldn't get away, and I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for that damn vaccine mandate. Well, there was no mandate. Well, there was in New York anyway. Um, have we ever had a team with three different stars who are all very standoffish with the media? Usually, you have like one guy. I think of any great team, you always have like one guy's like, media's like, yeah, I don't know. He's a weirdo. Or he's really, he pushes back really hard on things, you know? But when you have three, your three main guys are all kind of weird with the media, that's an odd fit. Odd fit. Um, but Kyrie is there and he claims to want to be there. KD is there. He claims to want to be there. And Ben Simmons is there and he claims to want to be there as well. If that's not worth watching, I don't know. That's like, that should be a reality show. Just say Brooklyn Nets. I'm like, I'll watch that. I'd like to see because they all seem to be such unique characters. uh, All very, very confident in themselves. Ben Simmons, we don't know why because I don't think he's actually confident in his ability to shoot and score the basketball. Kyrie, super confident in himself. He does not think he's ever missed a shot or done anything wrong. And then Kevin Durant, rightfully, is super confident. But that thing just wasn't working at the end of last year. That part is fascinating. And then you got the Lakers... And I thought this was, look, it was really smart when you have a new coach. They asked if Russell Westbrook was the starting point guard, and he's like, we got a lot of options. That's not the answer Russell wants to hear. But I would also guess that part of it is, hey, we're going to discuss this. That way, when we name you the starting point guard, you've earned it. Whether he's earned it or not doesn't really matter. It's just the idea of he's earned it. And I agree with LeBron who said, you know, we had to get, he was asked, the one thing you wanted to see improved on this team before you resigned, he said the defense. And remember, two years ago when they won the championship, it was based upon the defense. That the defense won them a championship. So they got better defensively, but man, I don't know if they have, I just don't think they have the firepower. And then he also said he wanted to improve his availability. He's been hurt. But that's a really hard one to because you're you're like 40 years old. You're likely to break down. You have other guys that are older. They did get younger. They did get better defensively. I don't know how the chemistry works. And the fact that they didn't immediately say Russell Westbrook is our starting point guard. There's some hope there that he can, quote unquote, earn it. But there's also the how do you think Russell really takes it when he's not 
already named a captain and a starting point guard. No matter what anybody thinks of how he played last year, I don't think Russell thinks he played poorly last year in comparison to some of the other players. And then we have the National Football League. All right, there's a bunch of, bunch of stuff that I'm fascinated by, but mostly this. You know, like Jimmy Garoppolo was somehow this um, almost like a victim. You're like, oh, I, I, Jimmy Garoppolo. How can you just push Jimmy Garoppolo aside? Jimmy Garoppolo and Jimmy Garoppolo. Colin talked about him ad nauseum. Like, dude, he's okay. And, and what you always know about when you have a guy under contract, when he's your guy, and I know they didn't draft him, but they traded for him, and they gave him a big contract after this first, what, five games that he played? And then he got hurt trying to scramble in his second year. And then his third year, he came back and he was much better and they go to the Super Bowl. And then he stunk at the end of the Super Bowl, but it was good at other times. Remember, this is the same Jimmy Garoppolo who in the NFC Championship game, the year they went to the Super Bowl and lost to Kansas City Chiefs, he threw the ball eight times. Eight times. And th- that was all about trust. They didn't trust him. They're like, the less he throws, the less likely he is to make the big mistake. That's Jimmy's deal, right? Oh, Jimmy makes the big mistake. Jimmy doesn't make the little mistakes. Jimmy makes the big mistake. Which is interesting. I don't know how you are when you buy things. When I buy things, like, I don't buy the little stuff well. You know? I do love buying socks. What, how good is that feeling when you put on a new pair of socks? Man, that feels, feels really good. But like, you know, paper towels, toilet paper, cleaning products, I don't do that well. But the big things, I do really well. Like, I negotiate really well with houses and cars and all that sort of stuff. I'm like the big purchase guy. I don't use it all the time. Big per- Well, Jimmy Garoppolo is like that with mistakes. He doesn't make the little mistakes, right? It's not like he's forgetting what the play is or the basic fundamentals of a handoff or his footwork's not bad, but he just, he'll just throw the ball without looking like he did last night or he'll just step out of bounds in the end zone like he did last night. And you're just like, man, this guy played in the Super Bowl. This is the guy that everybody's opining to. There's a reason that not only did San Francisco trade up to get Trey Lance and ultimately want to replace Trey Lance with uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo with Trey Lance, but he's been on the market the entire offseason. And I know some of it's the shoulder, some of it's the money that he's making, but he would rework his deal. The Texans who have Patriot guys there, they didn't want him. The tech, the, the uh, Patriots who obviously had him previously. I know they have Mac Jones. They didn't want any ruckus, but um, they, they didn't bring him back. There was just a lack of energy and desire for Jimmy Garoppolo. And yet, you watch Jimmy Garoppolo play yesterday, and you're like, aha! Now I understand why there's a lack of desire for Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, John Lynch may not have made every smart decision in the world, but I think John Lynch truthfully made the right... Like, he may have made a bad call on Trey Lance, but he probably made the right call on moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo. You just got to replace him with a dude who's better, and that didn't happen, and he was less experienced, now he's hurt. But I watched that yesterday and I thought, man, Garoppolo, I understand. No real training camp, not a lot of live reps, gets thrown in last week, and now the offense is pretty plain Jane because he hadn't been playing a ton of football, and now he's back playing football. That said, I don't know how you lose that game. Broncos defense is good, not that good. Trent Williams got hurt, but he wasn't hurt to start the game, and they just couldn't consistently move the ball down the football field, and his decision-making, I mean, that interception was... Un- unconscionable. It's bad interception. Didn't see the safety. Basically threw it right to him. Basically threw it right to him. Not to be outdone, Jason Stewart and I are Charger fans. What a disaster. 
And this is one of those, and we saw it from the U in college football. Sometimes a big game, a close game, one that you thought you should have won, that you lose, ends up beating you twice. And I know there's a lot of other factors with the Chargers. Sean Slater got hurt. Joey Bosa got hurt. They didn't have J.C. Jackson. Uh, they didn't have Parham, their, their, uh, Parham, their, their big like six foot eight pass catching tight end. They didn't have Keenan Allen. Like all of that makes total sense that they're not the same team without those guys. I got, but ten points at home with Justin Herbert, that was bad. And then you factor in Rashawn Slater's out for the year, and now you're like, oh, this is a mess. And it's interesting because. Obviously, I've, I've told people on the radio show, I know the Chargers guys a little bit, and I'm really, really impressed by them. But at some point, you got to win games. You can't just look good in the roster, look good in the program. You actually have to look good in the field. And this feels like same old Chargers. S-O-C, if you will. All right, it's Doug Gottlieb, bonus hour podcast. Uh, let's do this. We usually do this in the second hour of the show. We're going to work it to podcast-only form. We play for you a portion of a previous show on Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1. We call it... And now... <laughs> what does the Fox say? This was Colin Cowherd talking about Josh Allen. We know Buffalo is really good. I still contend this morning, I think Buffalo is the best team in the league. But there is a trend now. You can be a great company, and there can be a little bit of a disturbing trend. So what I'm about to tell you now covers more than a year. Since the start of last season, the Bills are now 0-6 in close games. Only the Texans are that bad. What? Isn't that weird, right? It would be almost like a fighter who has a bunch of first and second round knockouts, but anytime the fight goes 10 rounds, they can't win. Sounds like Tyson, which is what we compare Buffalo to. And it's really interesting about this. Buffalo's the better team than Miami. Baltimore was the better team than Miami, but Miami deserves credit for figuring out ways to win. But, I mean, Buffalo dominated time of possession. They had three times as many plays. They had over double the first downs. Buffalo's the better team than Miami. They are the better team. Buffalo had major cluster injuries in the secondary. Half their defensive line was gone. It's Miami. It's hot. When you play any team in Miami in September, you're facing the team and you're facing the conditions. Yeah, that part is really interesting, right? Like, Josh Allen looked exhausted at the end of the game, and I'm sure some of it was how much they threw and ran him. But and this I only know this because I got a chance to do sideline for the NFL on Fox. And it was it was in that state in Hard Rock. And it was an early season game. Bears back when Khalil Mack had just gotten traded there, taking on the Dolphins and the stadium at Hard Rock. They covered all the stands. There's like a I can't remember. It's a hard cover or canopy cover. I think it's a hard cover. Right. So the stands more for the rain and for some of the heat. So the way the sun sets in at this time of year, with the heat, the sidelines, it's like you're a, a snail under a, uh, what is that called? A magnifying glass? Did you guys ever, did you ever do that, Jay Stu? Did you ever kill a, an insect with a magnifying glass? That sounds familiar. You mean just that, not in class per se, but just like out and about just being a jackass? Yes. Um, or start a fire. You could start. You could, a, yeah, we definitely start did a little that. fire. Started the a fires, yeah. fire in the grass. Yeah, very right. responsible. Yeah. Yes. No, I mean, everybody had their little pot. I think a lot of people had a little mini pyro day. There's a difference between a mini pyro day in your backyard, starting a little fire and going out into San Diego, Silverado Canyon and doing it right. Like professionally, like there's a difference there. Maybe it's a slight difference to people, but a difference there. That's what it feels like to be on the sidelines. So I just, I don't want to massively overreact, 
Bills could have won that game, and the Dolphins would be two and one. Ravens probably should have beaten the Dolphins, and the Dolphins would be one and two. I think what's interesting though is there's confidence and faith and confidence and belief. I mean, that's that's a hard thing. And when you're a first year coach and McDaniel comes in and it wasn't he didn't take over for a, on a team that was terrible or for a coach who's an idiot. Right? I mean, they, they made a cho- chance because they couldn't get along with the coach and he didn't believe in the quarterback. And so instead of changing quarterbacks, they just, hey, let's get you some crazy all world talent on each side, which they did. They got Jalen Watt on one side and Tyreek Hill on the other. And it's worked. But let's not act like they're blowing teams out. They're, they're you know. I, I, I'd also be careful with the Eagles. Eagles have a very good roster. Devontae Smith looks amazing in year two. They have A.J. Brown. But they're, they're not exactly. I mean, at least the Dolphins are beating teams. The last two wins are over teams that we expect to see in the playoffs. You can't say the same, really. I mean, maybe the Vikings. I don't know. I don't know. But you can't say the same thing about the Eagles. They're not beating up on the best of the best of the best. And their schedule's soft almost the entire year. So we'll see. We'll see how that one goes. Um, but I do think Jalen Hurts plays well. It's just hard for those of us who've watched Jalen Hurts, who second half of every season, people start to figure him out, sit on his reads, and he becomes a running quarterback again. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with that team as good as they look now. And they don't look good. They look great. And Jalen Hurts looks great. He look good. He looks great, but let's see as teams adjust to what they're doing. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, now's our list of the day. List of the day! In the list of the day, okay, we try and dig up something. Now, it's not always going to be sports, but I figure Mondays we'll do college football Tuesdays, because of Monday Night Football, we'll do the NFL. We'll do our NFL rankings, our power. We want to do a power ranking. Should we, should we do the Power Ranger power ranking? Chase, do, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I never, I've never seen a Power Ranger episode in my life. That makes two of us. <clears throat> yeah. And I, I know they I'm exist. I know, I know about what they were. I, I can't say the same about He-Man with She-Ra. I did see. And I used to watch uh, Garfield and Heathcliff. Do you remember Heathcliff? Did you have cable as a kid? Heathcliff used to be on Nickelodeon. I just love Heathcliff. So Garfield and Heathcliff are two different things. Two different cats. Okay. What about not uh, the same cat? What about the uh, mutant Ninja Turtles? I never saw an episode of that. I don't know that. No, but I did see the movie in the theaters. I want to say it was high school, and my high school girlfriend had like a, her sister was like, I want to say seven, right? So her sister was like seven. So I saw, and I actually liked the Ninja Turtle movie. It was funny. And then I really like Lion King. So I saw Lion King with my, uh, the sister of my high school girlfriend, probably 10 times in the theaters. But this is also before that. This is how old we are before the days of DVDs. You could buy the VHS, but it was ridiculously expensive. So, I mean, I remember watching the theaters, like even the dollar theater several times over for, for Lion King. But so I, I never saw a Ninja Turtle, um, like regular season episode, but I did see the movie and I'd never seen Power Rangers. There's probably a Power Ranger movie. I didn't see that one. Um, but I do know what the Power Rangers are. Anyway, if we ever got a sponsorship from Power Rangers, if they still sell them, we call it the Power Ranger Power Rankings. In the meantime, what you what you saw yesterday or what you read yesterday was this faux outrage over Kansas not being ranked. And I guess you could find some legitimacy to it, right? Kansas is, if you go by rankings, they're 26th, right? They're the first most receiving votes. Kansas is an incredible story. 
in terms of just their utter ineptitude for years. And Lance Leopold comes in, a guy who's won a lot of games at a lower level uh, and way back in the day was an assistant Nebraska. And now they're 4-0. But they're 4-0 with wins over Houston that feels like a dumpster fire, Tennessee Tech, West Virginia, who... Um, has has completely fallen off the map here. Although they, you know, look, they played Pittsburgh to I think overtime, and then Duke, who was previously undefeated. They got Iowa State at home, then TCU at home, then they go to OU, Baylor, Oklahoma State at Texas Tech, Texas at Kansas State. Right there, there's a at least a chance there that this team starts six and zero and ends up six and six. There's at least a chance there. And I don't think any KU fan would sit there and argue with me that there's not a strong possibility. Um, but Jalen Daniels has been great. 11 touchdowns, one interceptions, and guy can run as well. He's got four touchdowns running. Uh, they got a couple other backs, uh, Neil and Hishaw, that are, that are good as well. But the, the, here's what people always miss. And this, I love this with doing with college basketball, you know, that team should be in and this team should be in. Look, if you're going to put a team in the field of 68, you got to take somebody out. If you're going to put Kansas in the top 25, you got to take somebody out. So who are you going to take out? Let's look at the bottom. Uh, Let's look at the bottom of the top 25, Kansas state. Now, Kansas state does have a loss on the year. They lost to Tulane. You're like, man, has the team lose to Tulane and they're ranked ahead of Kansas. They beat Oklahoma on the road. You're like, Okay, that's a strong argument. I kind of like that. Pittsburgh. Now, Pittsburgh lost to Tennessee in a close game. They, too, beat West Virginia. Backyard brawl. I think Pittsburgh would be the one that you could say, hey, if we're going to take somebody out, we'll take them out. Uh, Florida State's 4-0. They did beat Louisville on the road. Wake Forest just lost a barn burner to Clemson. Otherwise, and they're 3-1. and one. <clears throat> I wouldn't take Wake Forest out. Minnesota went in and pummeled Michigan State by what felt like a million. Arkansas lost on the weirdest missed field goal ever. I mean, if Arkansas lines up against Kansas, they maul them. Uh, BYU's 3-1. and one. You're like, BYU? They lost to Oregon. Yeah, but they beat Baylor. Granted, at home, that's better than any Kansas win. So it feels like in the rankings, we're valuing good, ri- good wins uh, over not losing a game, which I think is smart. It doesn't mean that Kansas isn't a good team. And... I'm all for them being ranked somewhere. Like I again, if they replaced Pittsburgh, I wouldn't be that mad. I just wouldn't. Pittsburgh's had gone through a couple quarterbacks. Um, they're okay, but it's hard for me to make an argument after Pittsburgh that there's anybody in there that they wouldn't be a touchdown to maybe even double digit underdog if they were playing them even on their own home field this week. So here is my college football top 10. Uh, Let's start with the Utes of Utah. You're like, Utah? Didn't they lose to Florida? Yeah, if you watch that game, they got in the red zone seven times, only scored two touchdowns in the red zone. Um, Utah's drop in the rankings in a Florida game. It was the first game of the year. It's in intense heat. They probably outplayed Florida, and Florida just made enough plays down the stretch. And at the time, he didn't have as as much of a book on Anthony Richardson in terms of his inability to truly throw the football as you do now. I'm going to put Utah at number 10. At number 9, I'll put my alma mater of Oklahoma State. Now, their wins aren't great, right? I mean, Arkansas, Pine Bluff, eh. 
Central Michigan scored 44 on them. And Arizona State's a power five win, but that thing's a dumpster fire. They've already fired Herm, and it doesn't look to be getting any better anytime soon. Uh, My number seven team is Kentucky. Uh, Everybody likes Mark Stoops, and Mark Stoops has, his team has beaten Florida. But outside of that, it's Northern Illinois. Outside of that, it's Miami of Ohio. It's Youngstown State. They play Ole Miss on the road. Would not surprise me if they get popped against Ole Miss on the road this week. Number seven, Tennessee. Volunteers, um, obviously that was a gigantic win over Florida. And a huge close win over Pitt. Do I think they're great? No. But what a stretch coming up here for Tennessee. Just beat Florida. Now they have they got a week off. Then they get LSU on the road and Alabama. We'll know about Tennessee Really, really soon. But as of now, I'm going to put them at seven. At six, Clemson. They survive Wake Forest. Dave Clawson does a great job there. And uh, I like Clemson. I don't think they're nearly as physically and athletically dominant as they used to be going back three, four years ago. But a good Clemson team. And, uh, you know, Penn State's the one who I probably should have ranked in there. But I just struggled because Purdue had him dead to rights. Granted, week one of the season. And Auburn stinks so bad, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Clemson at number six. Number five, I got USC. <clears throat> Trojans weren't good Saturday night, but it's up in Corvallis. Caleb Williams plays poorly, but finds a way to win the game late. They rung up for, uh, Fresno State the week before. It was a good club. Granted, Jake Hayner got hurt, and so you didn't have full Hayner. You don't have full Florida State. They stomped Stanford. Kind of fell asleep a little bit at the wheel late. Stanford scored some points, but SC is the fifth best team in the country. I'm I'm not mad about that in any way. I, I, that's that that makes total sense to me. Uh, I'll put Michigan at uh, number at number four. Um, look, I, I think Michigan obviously it it feels like feels like they have the type of of quarterback they're going to need to compete for the whole thing. But it's and he's completed eighty percent of his passes so far. But let's not act like he's carving him up and he's got 15 touchdown passes through all these games. He's got five. He's only been sacked three times. He's a really good player. They're a very good team. But Colorado State stinks. Hawaii stinks. UConn stinks. It's hard to tell what their actual ceiling is because they haven't played anybody as of as of yet. But Ohio State at three, I agree with everybody there. Obviously, they're tremendous at quarterback, and they kicked the living hell out of Wisconsin. I think Notre Dame is going to turn this thing around. I liked how they played against North Carolina. I think uh, surviving a scare the week before against Cal, but winning a game really helped Marcus Freeman and his club. But I'll I'll put Ohio State at three. Uh, At two, I'll put Alabama and Bryce Young. I know it took kind of a miracle for them to survive Texas, but they did, and Alabama's better than they played that weekend. And then Georgia's my number one team in the country. You can pick apart Stetson Bennett, what he is and what he isn't doing. But I would also say that if you ask, if you ask their coaching staff, they'll tell you that Stetson Bennett probably does a whole hell of a lot more than just play on Saturdays as a team leader. So there's your list or rankings of the day. Um, and, and and I know, Jay Stu, that some will say, well, why do your rankings matter? Well, well my rankings matter because my picks were, I was like four and one this weekend. Four and one. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State being uh, yeah, your only loss, but you yeah. cashed in with Iowa, Texas A&M, Wyoming, and Utah. Four and one. 
Well, I was helped, obviously, by Arkansas hitting. Have you ever seen that hit the very top of the goalpost? I, I didn't see it, but I saw, you, I saw you tweet it out. That was crazy. The very top. Yeah, and then there's like this, had they not played in an NFL stadium, you know, college stadiums don't have to have those super tall uh, uprights. It would have sailed over the top. I, I don't know if it would have been called good or not good. That's such a, it's so weird sometimes when you see those things going like, did that go in? And you think about it, if it was played in a college stadium instead of Jerry's World, it probably counts as good. But because it's played in Jerry's World, it literally hit the very top of the goalpost. That's nuts. That's nuts. All right, so that was, that was A&M. I'll take that one. Although they lost their best, their leading wide receiver for the year, I, I believe, with a lower leg injury. So A&M, who, the good news is you beat Arkansas. The bad news is now you go to Mississippi State, and that doesn't, that's a tough place to play. They're, they're not bad. Uh, and you do it without uh, Aeneas Smith, who had 15 catches and was was and and led him in touchdown receptions as well with two already. They just started to get their passing passing game back with uh, Max Johnson. Is there a better name than Max? Max Johnson. That's Brad Johnson's son. Transferred from LSU. Max Johnson. That sounds like a porn name, right? Oh, no doubt. That's a that's a. Um, that sounds like a cast member <clears throat> from Boogie Nights. <laughs> you know the greatest name ever, right? Max Johnson's pretty good name. The greatest name ever, Sam Donald's grandpa. Have you ever heard this story? You actually said it on the air in recent months, but I've already forgotten. <laughs> what is it? Dick Hammer. Oh, yeah. That's a great Dick one. Hammer. And he was the Marlboro Man. He was a star athlete, multi-sport athlete at USC, and then he was the Marlboro Man at one point in time. Dick Hammer. I mean, Dick Hammer and Max Johnson, there's a lot of adult films that are like, I, those are made-up names. Those are actually real names. Real names. And to think for many decades, uh, what, probably more than a century, the guy that was like the biggest badass and represented a manly man smoked cigarettes. Yes. Now it's kind of looked at as, as a weakness and you don't really want to bring it around. He's like, the, the uncle that smokes is like, really, do we want to invite him because the whole house is going to smell? And plus he smells. I had this discussion with my kids the other day. I said that smoking cigarettes is, is more gross than picking your nose and eating it. <laughs> no, this is a real thing here. You ready? Well, because Can it I... impacts other people. Correct. And smoker guy just smokes, right? Doesn't care. Nose picker guy, he's like deceptive. Like you might catch a guy digging deep, like getting knuckles deep, picking, but it's not like he's going to do it and go like, ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> So, and which, which wouldn't really affect your health, but would you'd, it gross you out? Smoker guy's like, what? What are you guys scared of? Little, little secondhand? <sighs> and then just, and even when they don't smoke, they just, everything smells. So there's a, there's a, there's a conversation starter, right? Where you ask somebody, you go up to a bar and you go, and you're trying to talk to them, what do you think? Cigarette smoke or picking your nose and eating it, which is grosser. And they, of course, will say, picking your nose. Like, hold on a second, though. Think about it. If somebody picks their nose, you almost never see it. And if they eat it, like, it's a very rare thing. <laughs> but if they smoke, they're like, they'll make all excuses for it, but they'll still do it. They're like, well, I only smoke when I drink, you know? <sighs> and they blow it, and then it gets in your face, you know? And they're like, I, I didn't smoke it. I had the window down. Like, no, window down doesn't stop the smell of my car. Or you're outside. <laughs> I can walk in. I can walk outside and smell somebody smoking like two miles away. Oh yeah, no the um, the parking structure that we have here at the Fox Sports Radio Studios 
one person smokes in or around the structure, the entire eight floors just reeks. It doesn't go away. Does not go away. Does not go away. How we get into smoking and, and boogery? No, you were telling me about uh, badass names and how oh, Sam Darnold's grandfather. There we go. Grandfather. That's, that, that's a good one. Again, it's weird, right? Like the Max Johnson one. I remember we were naming our kids and we were like trying to figure out. You know, we don't we don't want any negative nicknames. Like my um, one of my daughters is Grace, right? And I wanted Ruby Grace, like Ruby. But there at the time there was a woman on like an E show that was Ruby, and she was a heavy woman. And I think my sister is like, Ruby, that's a fat girl's name. And I was like, Ruby's a beautiful name. What are you talking about? And once it gets, once it gets out there that like, hey, there's a woman who's going through this weight loss issue, whatever. And it like gets in your head. You're like, okay, we can't do that. And so literally it was a, what's the worst possible nickname we could have here? Didn't feel like there's a negative one with Grace. Harper couldn't figure out one either. Right. Hayes as well. I can't believe that Rob Johnson was it Rob. No, Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson was not sitting there going like, Hey, um, are you sure we want to do Max Johnson? On the other hand, maybe he's like Max Johnson. That sounds funny. Honey, you really into it? She's like, yeah. You're like, really? Yeah. Okay. Did you ever have a big Johnson t-shirt? I, as you were talking, I was going to ask you the exact same thing. I, when I had zero money in college, I was as broke as you could possibly be. I was negative money every single month. I bought a Big Johnson shirt because I want. I thought they were really cool, and I wanted to wear them around. And if you think about it now, you wear a shirt around that. You wear a shirt around like that now, and you're like you're looked down upon. You're one of them. People will probably call you MAGA or something. Do they still exist? Can you still go buy them? I'm sure, like on eBay, you could probably get like vintage. I'm sure there's some creepy shop that makes those but i mean the concept was it was a very thinly veiled uh uh, reference to a large penis and you just wore these shirts that said big johnson on them and they came in like i don't know 20 different themes and i just thought they were like the funniest and coolest thing and i bought one when i had no money to i never had one my brother did my pattern was my brother had an in and out burger shirt those were also cool right everybody had an in and out oh, burger yeah. shirt and he had a big johnson shirt and what i would do is i would you know <clears throat> he would leave for school earlier than i would then i go into his room throw on his shirt and then try and get home before he got home the problem was every time i used a shirt that i shouldn't have i got something on it <laughs> i couldn't help myself i always got something on it your brother i think is my age um, yes the coolest thing like in elementary school was you needed to get a poncho and you had to have OP shorts that were like nut huggers. Um, but a poncho and OP shorts and you were good to go. And my parents just weren't the cool clothes shoppers. They were the discount shoppers. So I never really had that look and I always envied the kids that did. It's so funny you point out my, my, my mom's like a Maxinista, right? She was whatever it was. And I'm actually even that way too. Like, I go into a store, I beeline it for the clearance rack. Like, I'm not paying top dollar. Even like, I remember, uh, I think the only thing she bought first line, my first homecoming dance at Tustin High School, I got a, uh, like, I let her dress me. I didn't have any nice clothes. Like, did you, I don't remember having, I didn't have a suit. Like, the last suit I had worn was my bar mitzvah, and I had grown like nine inches, 10 inches <laughs> since my bar mitzvah, right? So that, that suit wasn't working. So she got me, and I have a picture of this somewhere. Maybe we can. Maybe this will be our first ever posting with this, which is um, 
uh, I wore, it was a V-neck sweater, but it was like maroon, and I hate the color maroon, with like cream and then blue, like at the top of the V-neck kind of, it was a gap sweater, and then a gap, like probably like double pleated, uh, pleated front khakis, and then some god awful like topsiders or whatever were like my shoes like that was like mom picked it out like can you imagine like my kids at least now they're like no dude you're not picking my stuff out they go to a dance they're picking their stuff out the girls uh my well, my son has to go somewhere he's like I-, I need to have a little say now suit stuff i help him because it's not that hard right but uh other clothes i i think a lot of our reaction, and I don't know what you do with your son, like a lot of our reaction is the, rea- is the opposite of what our parents did. My mom used to pick out any nice clothes I'd wear, and I will never do that for my kid because, I, aside from a suit, because I do know how to wear a suit. Uh, but but I don't know fashion all that well for little kids now. Well, it's, my, a, it's a kinder, gentler world. You know, the, the bullies, I think, have subsided. I think... Uh, teenagers treat people with special needs much differently than they did when you and I were coming up. But uh, the the I guess the good thing about kids being kind of rude back in the day is that you knew right away, as soon as you walked into class, that you were wearing something that was not fashionable. In other words, you walk into class in second grade, somebody's going to be like, dude, why are you wearing tough skins? I mean, it, they're just going to point it out right away, and then you're insecure for the rest of the day. And then you go home, you're like, Mom, I can't wear tough skins anymore. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. You, you, could, you couldn't at all. You couldn't get away with that. Uh, we, we'll do a lot more fashion style trends and things, things like that upcoming. Um, but how do, we, how do we ever get into this? That's the thing. Usually we have a clock to make sure like, oh, I got to get back on. I got a break coming up, but now I don't. How do we get into talking about the, oh, we were talking about Max Johnson. That's right. Max Johnson became Big Johnson, became all the other gear that we used to wear. That, that's good. Well, that's what this podcast is. It's the landing place for all the other crap that we want to get to, right? We're also, here's what we're going to do starting tomorrow, okay? Starting tomorrow. So here's your prep for, for you for tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're going to start a, a segment called I Call Bull... <clears throat> We're actually allowed to say bullshit, I think, on this pod. It's just one of those, like, frowned upon. So I don't know what the intro is going to be. And what we're going to do is we're going to take some of the sound we heard from the NBA today, right, and their uh, their previews with their media days and tell you which ones we call bull from. And, like, look, we have been given the, the chore of do whatever you want. All right, well, what we want is we want to do a list. We'll do a list today. Uh Monday is college football ranking day. And as you said, I killed it in my picks four and one this weekend. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to nail it this next weekend too. Tuesday is going to be our NFL picks. Wednesday is our hump day. That's going to be something far afield. I'm thinking cereal or coffee related or something else. Right. And then Thursday and Friday, we'll get kind of get back to sports, get back to sports. But the things that we covered gave you some college football, gave you an NFL thought, um, we, we did. We gave you a little bit of baseball as well, right? And a little bit of NBA basketball, and then a lot of talk about Big Johnson T-shirts, In-N-Out Burger T-shirts, and some some far field stuff. That was good. That was not bad at all. Um, as for the game tonight, it's one of those things to where Micah Parsons, best player on the field, Dallas Cowboys defense is pretty good. I don't think Daniel Jones is great, but I do think that Saquon Barkley is. While running backs don't matter as much. He's a game-breaking type of player. Like, I would never have a, a run, take a running back where they took him, no matter how good, and he's really, really good. 
I wouldn't take him top five, wouldn't take him top 10, probably wouldn't take him top 15. But if there was a guy who you'd say, like he and Christian McCaffrey, I'm okay taking there because when they're healthy, they're dominant players. They're just dominant players. He won them the game the first week of the season against the Titans. And I think, I mean, what would you do when you have a a quarterback who can run and a really good running back? Shorten the game, run the football. If Daniel Jones doesn't see it, tuck it, run it. Remember the guy who's calling the plays, the guy who's his head coach, was the guy who was in Buffalo. And that's basically what they did with with Josh Allen. They didn't have the running game that that the Giants have. But they did have a quarterback who Josh Allen's a bigger, stronger runner than Daniel Jones. But Daniel Jones is a good athlete. So I think they shorten the game, frustrate the Cowboys. Um, there's part of me that roots for Cooper Rush, not because I'm a hater of Dak Prescott, but if you've listened to Doug Gottlieb's show, I've told you for years, like, I think Dak's good. I don't think he's great. I think he's all right. You know, he was right place, right time. He says all the right things. It, the, the problem with Dak is just throwing. He's just, he's not somebody who could make plays with inferior players. You give him a great offensive line, you give him time, his first, second read, he's good. You know, he can move, but he's not really a runner, especially now with some of the injuries. Uh, he can throw, but it's not like he's crazy accurate. And he's got good but not great arm strength. Like, he's a good player. But th- there shouldn't be that big a drop-off with him and Cooper Rush. I just don't think the Cowboys in general were great even with him. Now you put Cooper Rush in there. They still have issues in the offensive line. And the Giants aren't bad. They're not good. They're not great. But they're not bad. They're good enough. So the Giants are one-point favorite. And I'm going to take the Giants. I think that's a reasonable, sensible pick. Right? The, the big question with that game is not as much taking the Giants as much as the over-under. It's 38 and a half. That's low. That's low. Um, but, you know, like, okay, so if the Giants win, are they going to win 24 to 14? That's, at, that's, at, that's 38. It feels like the answer is no. But that's why the number is so low. Uh, I'm going to take the under and the Giants at home. All right, if you have any desires, I'm already getting tweets and messages about the radio show. This is what we're doing for now on. And we will deliver it to you as quickly as possible. Re-rack it, cut it up, it'll be done. But it's done in live, real time, and prepared just for you. I'm Doug Gottlieb. You're special for downloading this special hour that we have every day just for you. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.